The Hornets have lost six out of their last seven games. Good old John Fox made possibly the worst coaching mistake known to man. And this past week, we said our final goodbyes to a sports radio show that will be greatly, greatly missed. We're cranking out episode 20 of T-Bosh and the Fellas talking life and sports. We've got a special guest fella joining the show today who has an interesting perspective on extreme sports. We'll tell you all about it. And the fellas continue to pick three games every episode until the end of 2017. The fella that has the worst record picking games will be dressing up as a celebrity decided on by the rest of the fellas and taking glamour shots. Can't wait to see who the fella will be. Let's get us a fellas roll call real quick. He's officially New York's newest real estate broker. And let's not forget, original fella, it's the ginger sensation, Johnny T. Burzy. What's going on, everybody? Just want to give a shout out to my hometown, Lindenhurst, New York. We won the Suffolk County Championship in football and heading to the Long Island Championship next weekend. <laughs> Shouting out high school football. High school football. <laughs> Johnny T. Burzy. He's the funniest one of all the fellas to talk to at 2 a.m. while he's blackout drunk. And it's honestly like deciphering code. We know him as the tub. It's Dustin Minor, a.k.a. Hot Tub. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Tubby from West Palm. Good afternoon, Jen. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> and finally, welcome to our special guest fella from Colorado. A guy that the ladies love and the fellas like to live vicariously through. <laughs> it's Baby Bona, the Trev, Mr. Trevor Bona. Hey, don't worry about that Baby Bona, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator of The Freak Show. That is T-Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports. We appreciate you tuning in to our sports nonsense. Let's get it rolling, fellas. Quick shout out. You guys know how I do. Got to give it to the sweet nectar of the gods. Y'all ready for this? That's right. It's LaCroix, baby. We're trolling LaCroix for a sponsorship. We're going to keep talking about it until they give it to us. Follow T-Bosh and the fellas on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We got a new Twitter handle now, at T-Bosh and the fellas, folks. We want you to come be part of the fun, and we still want to see your best hashtag do the Julio. On our Facebook page, we're trying to make this thing go viral. You'll see a post on our Facebook page, at T-Bosh and the fellas. Post your own Do the Julio. We want to see it. We want to laugh along with you. We got Trevor on the show for the very first time, you know, and by the way, it's really good to have you on, sir. Thank you, man. Happy to be here. Yeah. You know, you bring an interesting element to the show because you live in paradise, Crested Butte, Colorado, a town that, you know, its main focus is geared towards extreme sports and outdoor activities. So you bring an interesting view there. Do people that you hang out with personally in Colorado, Trevor, do they actually care about professional sports? You know what? On a, on a given day, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, a day-to-day basis, I would say not. Yeah, you know, Some people c- consider themselves not even athletes there, which is funny. When I look at someone, you know, they may, may go to the bar and have themselves, you know, a couple more drinks than a normal athlete. But then the next day, I see them <laughs> either on a ski resort or on a mountain bike trail, and I'm sitting there scratching my head. Saying, yeah, hey, right. So you weren't going to make your share. Now here you are skiing. What, what's going on? Listen, you know, speaking of where you live, Crested Butte, um, you know, I came to visit you guys, what, like two summers ago, and, you know, it is absolute paradise out there. For anyone that hasn't been, you know, we don't want to ruin Trevor's little perfect town, but, you know, t- go visit. It's it's pretty awesome. And, you know, the thing is, is they've got so much to do there. I can imagine that, like, people don't really care. Like, even if you live in Colorado and you've adopted, you know, Denver sports teams, which is the closest thing you got, you know, I mean, I imagine that you guys probably don't care that much. I'm sure it's fun to go to, like, a Rockies game 
or maybe a Broncos game, but I'm sure you guys don't really pay that much attention. I, I absolutely agree with you. You know what? That that came into play after we lost uh, Super Bowl 50 to the Broncos. Tre- uh, Trevor, I, by the way, big-time Charlotte sports fan. I ate, I ate my words because I said, I'll see you out here on the slopes. I'll be wearing this cam jersey regardless of a win or loss. And uh, the next day, I didn't show my face. And once I did, <laughs> on, the, on the ski resort, I said, oh, man, here, here it comes. And people said, oh, what a great day it is out here. What, what great conditions. Said, so you're not, not going to talk to me about getting plumbed last night in the game. And then I realized that people move on within 24 hours. And uh, it's impressive, you know what, in a good way. It's beauty, it's a good thing, and uh, yeah, people here, they'll they'll, they'll enjoy sports for about 12 hours, and then they're moving on to the next. Yeah, because they got got paradise in front of them, that's why. Well, hey, that was good for you at least. What'd you say? No, it was great. I said, do you think weed has a factor in that? Maybe they just forgot about the game the night before because it's so stoned. Short-term memory loss. Yeah, there is a lot (laughs) of legal weed going around in that little small town. I mean, on side of a mountain, there's probably low reception combined with the weed. Yeah, I would imagine things change every 24 hours. Yeah, you're dealing with the elevation, you know, your brain, you know. (laughs) They're drinking all that craft beer. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Trev, do you guys have snow on the ground yet yeah we actually just got uh 11 inches yesterday or the day before and we open on wednesday oh man i'm super jealous always opens the day before um, i like the fellas to know the weather down here in florida is 80 and uh sunny (laughs) he's sitting uh, in 80 degrees in south florida right now old hot tub is yeah just want to let you guys know it's actually pretty nice in charleston today it's like 70 degrees and sunny i mean you can't really ask for much more than that i mean it's like perfect weather yeah, Trevor's actually in Charlotte right now, and he's sitting on the top of a uh, rooftop. What did you say your buddy stays on the 32nd floor of this building here in Charlotte? Yeah, it's called the Ascent. It's that new, like, Miami Vice blue building here. It's fucking rad. Oh, I know what building you're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's He lives there? Damn. Yeah, he lives on that 25th floor, and then the top two floors are just common areas, so there's 5,000 square feet that looks like a Miami Vice house on the top two floors, and yeah, the rooftops on the 32nd floor, looking at like Duke Energy and that new Bearings building, that new rooftop. Yeah, hotel. that's pretty sweet, dude. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, out here. Well, oh yeah, well I'm on a yacht in the middle of the ocean. You're lying, I'm at, right? liar, liar. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm in, I'm here in the bay, right here in Miami. You know. Oh, I think Pity. I think P Diddy just drove his jet ski by. Oh, did you see? Diddy, there he is. P Diddy. <laughs> Get him on the show. Look, there's Sean Carlos Stanton. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Trev, man, you're a pretty busy guy. Uh, you got a lot of hustle in your blood. Uh, you and your and your brother, uh, Trent. Tell us real quick. Do Give us a little plug. What all do you have going on in your life? How do you grind out, Trevor? Tell me, like, all the things that you're involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in Crested Butte, I mean, that's a, it's a known fact that you're going to have to have multiple jobs if you're going to survive. And uh, I don't care if they're career path jobs or just something to, to pay you know the monthly bills it's just it's kind of how it goes yeah um so yeah you know over the years it's, it's taken some time but i acquired my real estate license uh, i was a commercial real estate license or license here in uh, south north carolina and south carolina and then uh moved out there got the real estate license started doing that and then uh also started flying drones and doing uh, aerial photography and videography about three and a half years ago so i've kind of 
turned that into my own and uh, started a company. And yeah, those are kind of my, my two thoroughfares for income. Uh, flying, flying little plastic helicopters and uh, selling real estate. Yeah, but That's dude, listen, listen, with your, your drone work is absolutely incredible, by the way. I always enjoy those, like 100%. Yeah, I saw the video at Charleston, which was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot you did that when you were down here yeah. last year. That was I pretty good. I got to get back down there again now that I know what I'm doing, too. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah, that was like when you first kind of started doing it. Well, yeah, dude, it's all very cool. By the way, with Trevor also having his real estate license, literally half of the fellas, I think we should start a T-Bosh and the fellas real estate firm. because Yeah, no shit. We got- yeah, Trevor, I just got my license uh, this week. Yeah, congratulations! I'm, not, I'm actually feeling a little weird that I don't have a real estate license right now for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're the odd. We're the odd man out, dude. <laughs> hey man, New York, the Carolinas, and Florida and Colorado. Yeah, man, we're, we got four states going on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Trevor, man, again, real pleasure to have you on, sir. Hey, quick question for you guys. This is random, and I don't have this in the show prep for you. Just out of curiosity. What's the last song you listened to? Johnny. Um, oh shit. I don't even know. I haven't really listened to music in a while. I've you been listening to talk radio. You, you don't remember the last song that you listened to? No. All right. Uh, well, you're useless to me, Dustin. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, Do, Re, Mi. Faso, La, Ti, Do? No, that, that's the name of the song. Uh, Do, Re, Mi by Black Bear featuring Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> It's not man, it's Maine. It's Maine. Have you guys never heard Do Re Mi? That fucking song is hilarious. Oh my God, I love that song, Do Re Mi. Trevor, what about you? You know what? I heard a classic last night when I was walking out of the bar, and it's called Return of the Mac. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always been a favorite. Yeah, dude. Little, little uh, what was his name? Montel Jordan? No, Return of the Mac? That wasn't Montel Jordan. That was, uh, what's his name? His, his, his name is his name is Mac. It's, uh, his last name's Mac. There was a one-hit wonder, wasn't it? His last name is Mac. That's why the song is called Return of the Mac. I forget his first name though. Okay, we're gonna have to do some research on we'll that. Do a different radio show where we just talk about sweet music. Apparently, does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty. Uh, the thing I listened to on the way to the station today, uh, the new Chris Brown album. I think I was listening to. But I was just oh, curious. God. I was just curious. Oh, hey. it's uh, Mark Morrison was Return of the Mac. Mark, Mark Morrison. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. That's a good song, man. One hit song. wonder. <laughs> yeah, it, where did he return from? And then he never actually right. got where he needed to get. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was a 96 rap song. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, you know, moving on. So we've been picking three games every episode. At the end of 2017, the fellow that's the worst at picking these games is going to end up having to be dressed like a celebrity picked by the fellas. So it's really going to depend on which fellow loses to determine which celebrity we make him dress like. And then he's got to go get glamour shots taken. So let's knock this portion of the show out real quick. We're picking three games. I'm going to run through it real quick. I don't need a whole lot of explanation. Just pick the games for me. Vikings at Lions. These are all Thanksgiving games, by the way. Uh, Vikings at Lions. Lions are favored by two and a half. Dustin. You know I like the Vikings to win this division, Tombo. So I, know, I, know. I would expect them to be win this game as well. I got Vikings. Okay, Johnny. Uh, well, you know, generally, I think uh, the Lions lose on Thanksgiving, but the past couple of years, I believe that they have won. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with the Lions just to switch it up a little bit, even though I do think the Vikings are going to pull it out. Um, but I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take Detroit. Okay, Trevor, what about you? I know no explanation needed, but uh, Case Keenum's been playing really good football, and the Vikings are a strong team. But uh, I'm taking lines here, man. Wow. I, I like Stafford, and I like that he can score points. Um, you know, dude, I 
I'm really surprised by Case Keenum. And I think he's going to keep it going this week, especially because I have him starting in place of Cam Newton on my fantasy football team. So I'm going Vikings. <laughs> uh, next game, Chargers at Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by 10, <laughs> which is absurd. Johnny. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. I can't believe that they're getting 10 points. And that's the only reason why I'm going with the Cowboys. I think the Chargers end up winning. But uh, 10 points is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. you got to cover that. <laughs> All right, Dustin. So the, so the Cowboys have to win by 10 points? No, they're getting 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're getting 10. So yeah. the Chargers yeah. are favored by 10. Or... No, no, no. Oh, the Cowboys yeah. are favored by 10. Wait, no. So the, the Cowboys are plus 10. So they yeah. start off a game 10 nothing. Right, exactly. It's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chargers don't really blow anybody out. I don't think they've won by double digits all this year. So right. why would I, I, you have to go with the Cowboys? I have to. I agree. Trevor. Hey, I'm just going wild card here again, man. Some good old Philip Rivers action, man. Wait, hey, wait, hold on. Is Philip Rivers actually playing this week? Didn't they say yes? They just announced on TV that I'm watching that he is going to play, and so is Leonard Fordette today. Wow, holy shit. Sterling Shepard is out, though. Okay. All right, last minute, last minute fantasy yeah, <laughs> updates. <laughs> All right, he's taking the Chargers. Uh, can I throw a little side note? Um, I can't, I can't remember his name, but the running back for uh, San Diego. I just grabbed him on fantasy. Melvin Gordon. Uh, no, it's uh, under the radar. It's like a fullback, but he went Oh, to An- Ankler. Ankler. He went to Western State University, which is thirty minutes from Crested Butte. It's in Gunnison, like our main town. Thomas, you're familiar. Yeah. I've watched him practice before, and it looked like watching South Mac play, dude. Like, I'm unbelievable. Good for that, dude. I mean, he's put up, what, now three or four touchdowns on the season just out of nowhere. I grabbed him on fantasy. He put up, like, 19 points two weeks ago or last week. And, uh, again, good on him, man. You're coming out of Western State, and you're putting up numbers in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Congrats to that guy. Because <laughs> Gunnison's in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> right, dude. I was like, oh, my God. Someone's like, yeah, it's a guy from Western. You just put up two touchdowns to the Broncos. Everybody's pissed off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, well, um, I'm taking Cowboys. Uh, I don't I don't think the Chargers are any good at all. So uh, even with a healthy Phillip Rivers, if he even is actually healthy. Um, next game, last game, Giants at Redskins. The Redskins are favored by one point. So this is, basic, this is basically just pick who's going to win the game. <laughs> uh, Johnny, uh, the Giants fan. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been going against the Giants, but I have a feeling uh, they're going to get their asses kicked this weekend on Sunday, but they're going to come back Thursday. And that spread is a Vegas. Uh, they're licking their fingers. They, they want everybody to take the Redskins, but I have a feeling the Giants are going to end up squeaking it out. So I'm going to take the Giants in that one. Okay. Dustin. Uh, to quote our host, one team is a dumpster fire, the other is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with the non-dumpster fire, and I will take Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. All right. Uh, can you really say that the Redskins are not a dumpster fire, though? Uh, not as much Compa- as yeah. not as much yeah, as the Giants. Yeah, compared to the Giants, yeah, damn right I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trevor. Ben McAdoo lost that locker room a long time ago, and those dudes aren't. They're playing with heart and soul anymore. I'm taking Redskins all day. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm taking Redskins as well. I don't even think that's going to be even a close one. <laughs> hey, but, the, you know, listen, the Giants pulled out a win last week. So, you know, I mean, for, for the situation they got on their hands, they, you know, they're holding it together. But Ben McAdoo, I'm surprised he still has a job. I'll just say that. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, if it was on your other organization, Giants don't fire people in the middle of the season. Uh, but I have. There's no doubt that him and Jerry Reese will be gone by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Got to make a change. All right. Well, so that was our pick in the game segment. Again, 
I feel bad for the fellow that loses picking these games because I imagine whatever celebrity is chosen for them is going to be real disgraceful and real funny for the rest of us to look at. So very much looking forward to that. (laughs) All right. We're moving on. Sports topics. Uh, We got three topics today. First one. We're all uh, well, everybody but Johnny here. Uh, We're all Charlotte Hornets fans and the Hornets have recently played some pretty close games with some pretty good teams. The Cavs, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Bucks, and we've lost every single one of these games. Every single hey, you're one. Forget about the Knicks. You guys were uh, leading the entire game until the end. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, you know what? We were. Yeah, listen. I can't name all the teams we've lost to because it's just too many right now. So just name the top five. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. We did. We did actually beat the Clippers last night. So we have. We have lost six out of our last seven. We should have won probably at least five of those games that we lost of those six. So. With that said, as a Charlotte Hornets fan, that I, I don't miss a single game. I watch every single game every year. You know, I understand we've had some pretty significant injuries at the beginning of the year, but real talk, so is every other team in the league. Now, how exactly do the Hornets have a player in Kemba Walker that can go put up 47 in a game? We score 120 points as a team, and we still lose. Like, how is that even possible? Even in today's NBA, 120 points is a lot of points. So, what is wrong with the Hornets? Can they turn it around? I'm going to go with you first, Trevor. Defense, man. The team has been prided on defense over the last ten years. That's the last five years, and this year we we're just not good. We're not playing good defensive ball on that side of the court at all. Absolutely. Uh, you can score 120 points, but if you're not playing good defense, they score 130. You know, it's funny that the Hornets are actually dealing with this because we've been a top five, top ten defense for the last four years. Under Steve Clifford, we're supposed to be a defensive team more than an offensive team. So it really does kind of surprise me that we're sitting here looking at 120 points scored in a game, yet we're losing. You know, that's a really good point, Trevor. Dustin, what about you? Um, I guess I would kind of echo what Trevor's saying. I mean, when you look at some of these top defense or top uh, teams in the NBA, like the my pick, the uh, Boston Celtics, the only reason they were able to beat the Golden State Warriors because of their defense. When you talk about the Charlotte Hornets, you know, and Kimball Walker, he's probably the only player really on our team that can create his own shot off the dribble. We don't really have too many, uh, you know, catch and grab shooters. When you're talking about defense, we have Dwight Howard in the center now, and his history has been like he's been a little soft. And he hasn't been putting up the blocking numbers that, you know, he did initially in his career. So with the combination of all those kind of things, that's why we're kind of seeing what we're seeing from the Charlotte Hornets. There's some of that I definitely agree with. Johnny, as a non-Hornets fan, you know, what's your perspective on the situation? Uh, well, you know, what's crazy is uh, back when uh, Howard was playing for the Magic, everybody was amazed on how ginormous this man was. Uh, he was one of the biggest specimens in all sports, never mind just basketball. Um, and then you look back now, five, six years later, and you have all these guys that are seven foot tall. They are not as uh, stout as or swole as Howard, but they could shoot. And Howard cannot shoot. Um, you know, he's a dunking guy. He's the guy that's going to uh, hopefully get you some re- you know rebounds and blocks. And I don't think he's just really pulling his weight. You know, I think that could be a big factor in them moving the ball around. So you know, I believe in Dwight Howard because you know he's he's an easy guy to blame. Okay, well, that's an and interesting... I mean, Tombo, I, I want to say real quick, I know it sounds like we're bashing Dwight Howard. I want to say, I don't think he's playing that bad. I was just about, to, agree. What, I was about yeah, to say that, too. 
Yeah, I, I know it sounds like we're bashing them. I just want people, I think people, um, you know, expect too much from him. If I think for what we, what we brought him in for, he's doing what we're asking him. And he's just, he's just not, he, he's, it, it, I'm not trying to say he's doing a bad job for us. And, you know, the thing about NBA players, they all can score. It's a matter if you can stop these guys from scoring. And that's why I would think defense is so much important now because we're looking at a lot of players on a lot of NBA rosters and all of them can score. It's a matter of who can prevent other teams from scoring because they're all that talented right now as far as putting the ball in the hoop. I totally yeah, agree. Just, to, just Go ahead. to piggyback off of that, I agree with what you're saying. I think that the expectations for Howard have changed because you have all these seven-foot players out there now that are able to shoot the three and have higher field goal percentages, and that is not his game. So they, you know, the expectations have kind of gone towards that where they think expecting him to be able to play that type of and that style of play, which is not his game. Yeah, no, and you know, this is my perspective on Dwight Howard. I, I agree with you, Dustin. I think that we brought him in and he's doing exactly what we need him to do. We don't need him to be the star of our team. We need him to average double-digit rebounds and put up 12, 15, 17 points a game. He's done that for the most part. Now, with that said, I was sitting there watching the Clippers game last night, and you look, you know, when Dwight Howard first came in the league, he was the biggest, swollest center there was. Now, him standing next to DeAndre Jordan last night, uh, he didn't look like the biggest guy on the court. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that just speaks to the fact that centers these days, there's a lot that kind of look like Dwight Howard. And to your point, Dustin, some of them can shoot. And Dwight Howard, his jump shot is pretty much non-existent. But you give him the ball under the rack, and he's probably going to throw it down on you. So. You know, and you don't really want him to get fouled too much because he's a, he's hor- his free throw percentage has been horrible his whole career. Yeah, he shoots yeah, like forty percent, like forty six percent from the line, and that's atrocious. <laughs> that's atrocious. But back to Trevor's point, we pride ourselves on defense. Steve Clifford, that is his thing. That's always been his thing. Now, granted, Nick Batum, a starter, he was out for the first what twelve, thirteen games. Uh, Cody Zeller spent some time out. MKG, our best defender, he's been out half the season. So, you know, I'm not making Jeremy Lamb out now also. Jeremy Lamb got hurt last night. I don't know the severity of the injury, but regardless, even with these players out, and I'm not making excuses for the Hornets, but we should still play fundamental defense. And I think it's a great point that you made, Dustin. The Cavs, they're winning these games on defense, not offense. So, you know, if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a successful team in the NBA, I think you definitely gotta you gotta step it up on the defensive end of the ball. I, I said the Celtics, by the way. I didn't say the Cavs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, and I met the Celt- and I met the Celtics. My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> all right, all right. So hopefully the Hornets can turn this around for all us three. Three out of the four of us being Hornets fans here. On to the next thing, John Fox. Oh, Foxy, 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 Foxy. What are you doing, guy? <laughs> the Bears are driving on the Packers for what should be the game-winning touchdown last weekend. Jordan Howard. Gets the ball, lunges at the pylon, and is ruled down two inches from the goal line. And what does old Foxy immediately do? He comes out with the red challenge flag. He thinks Howard scored, and little does he know, he just lost the game for his team. (laughs) After officials review the play, Howard has actually fumbled the ball before he was down. The ball goes into the end zone and out of bounds. Touchback, Packers ball, game over. Period. Is this right here 
the biggest coaching blunder you've ever seen in your life. I mean, fellas, all they would have had to do was lean forward on the next play. It was second down when this happened. All they would have had to do is lean forward on the next play for an easy touchdown. They're on the two-inch line. could have farted and been pushed into the end zone. Exactly. They were right there. They were right there. And now, my question to you is, do you think John Fox maybe should have waited for somebody from the booth to tell him whether to throw that flag or not? I think John Fox just got ahead of himself because it was immediate that he threw that flag. So is this potentially the biggest coaching blunder you've ever seen in your life? I'm going to go with Dustin on this one first. I'm going to say no, and it's not even close. The big, biggest coaching blunder was by the Seattle Seahawks on the Super Bowl on the one-yard line when they didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> or, right. or when Tony Romo fumbled a kick in Seattle when it was a chip shot and they could have won the game. The Dallas Cowboys haven't won a playoff game since, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those are way big. I don't even, See how you guys would expect John Fox to see that guy barely fumbling the ball out of his hands because it still looks like it's in his hands, even while the ball is not in his hands, just because of how he's reaching it out. And if I mean, if, no, I think it was an honest mistake. I don't, I don't really give John too much flag. You know what I do think is that the rule commissions board is going to review this rule because it's kind of ridiculous. Like if you fumble it anywhere else on the sideline, you get it like. Uh, where you fumble it, except in the end zone, and you give the other team the ball, and then they, not only that, you like put them on like the 30, 20-yard line, you give them great field position. It's, it seems a little excessive for that kind of mistake. It doesn't seem like a play that you should be rewarded that much for as far as getting the ball, the points, and the yardage. So, yeah, I think the rule is messed up, and I think it's going to probably change after this year. I very much doubt this rule will change for this reason. There's rhyme or reason to it because say it's the last play of the game and you're trying to get the ball into the end. Like you have to get it into the end zone and you intentionally fumble it forward towards the end zone for one of your own players to go jump on. That shouldn't be allowed, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They could put it back to the 20 yard line though, instead of putting it at the goal line and still have the same team. So they're still getting, you can, you can throw a flag for intentional fumble. We have judgment calls all over the damn field all the time. Anyway, especially pass interference. So just put another intentional fumble. If you think it's an intentional fumble Yeah, and move them back. Okay. All right, Trevor, what about you? What do you think? You think this is the biggest coaching blunder you've ever seen from our old boy, John Fox? You know, I really wish to just say that because I don't like John Fox. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Off the top of my head, Dustin, I totally agree. That Seattle game was that was pretty rough. And honestly, I was trying to dig through my memory bank to think of something terrible that Ron Rivera did just to point fingers. But, hey, Trevor, and never forget, man. Never, never forget. forget. <laughs> never <laughs> forget. Dude, 23 point lead. That's a big ass blunder. Yeah, that is a big, that's a pretty hey, big blunder. Uh, you know, the first thing. Going the point back from the one yard line, though. There's no such thing as an easy touchdown in the NFL. Like, Agreed. Sometimes it's, it's it's so easy, but you know, most of the time it's tough. Point yep. being, I don't I don't think him pulling the flag or him questioning that right away is definitely a poor move on his part, being an experienced coach. But at the end of the day, obviously he wants to get in the end zone. He wants to win the game. I think that's the first time in my life I've ever stuck up for John Fox. So. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, we have our love. Me too, buddy. Me we too. all have our love-hate relationship with John Fox, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's not a given that they would have got into the end zone had they just taken the play as it was and just ran the next play. 
So, you know, Trevor, I kind of agree with you on that. But, you know, I mean, well, first, all right, Johnny, let me hear from you first. All right, so uh, I agree 100% with Dustin. The rule is absolutely absurd, and I don't believe that the other team should be um, getting the ball in the 20 by fumbling it out of the end zone. Um, Yes, I do believe that this is the worst play call uh, I've ever seen. And in hindsight, the Seattle game was terrible, but that's in hindsight. If they would have made that play, it would have been the best play in history. There was no, uh, you know, so there was opposite ends of the spectrum for the Seattle game. This one, there was no rhyme or reason for him to have thrown that flag as fast as he did. When you're on defense or if you're, you know, yeah, if you're on defense and you need to challenge, you have to do it quick because if they get the snap off, then you lose the ability to challenge. He was on offense. He had the entire play clock plus a timeout if he wanted to, to review it and have, you know, the guys upstairs look it over and make sure that it was a legit challengeable play. Um, and he jumped a gun. And by doing that, obviously, his face was hilarious. If you haven't seen the clip, I would absolutely recommend checking it out. It's yeah. a, Dude, it's absolutely He's like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But if they came to the conclusion that they did, and if you're, if you're saying that John Fox is like waited for like at least a few seconds because he has the play clock, don't you think the other team would have saw that, oh, wait a second, it looks like he fumbled the ball, I'm going to challenge it. Yeah, but I mean, that's, again, by him stalling, at that point, he had no idea. He so who's to so, say necessarily stalling would have helped the situation at all anyway? That's true. Uh, again, it would have been a better – he had the opportunity to do That's all I'm saying. You know, he didn't have to rush it. Uh, he didn't have to throw the flag as quick as he did. Uh, I think he did it within the first, like, four seconds of the play clock. So it's not even like he gave them the ability. Instantly, he just assumed that they were in. And, again, the rule itself uh, is what we should really be discussing because it is the, the, the dumbest rule, I believe, in the NFL. You know, so – if that rule didn't exist, then we wouldn't even be talking about this. That's true. Uh, but we are talking about That's it. That's true. Absolutely. My one example, well, I had two examples. One was the one that Dustin gave already, which was the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl. The other one that I that immediately came to mind was when the Arizona Cardinals lost last minute uh, to the uh, Bears. <laughs> the whole infamous clip of, and we let them off the hook. Well, they had every opportunity to win that game there at the end, and they played for overtime and ended up losing. And that was simply based off of Dennis Denny Green's assessment that they were going to play for overtime. They were they could have gone for they could have moved the ball down the field. They had been moving the ball the whole game, you know. It, so that those are the two examples that I could think of. Definitely that Seattle Patriots Super Bowl. You know, come on, man, you got beast mode. You got to put him in the end zone, but. I don't think that necessarily lost the game. I think that Malcolm Butler really made a great play on the ball in the Super Bowl. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. I don't think that's necessarily all on the coaches. But yeah, I mean, when you got a running back that close to the end zone, you got to at least try and run the ball in. So that's my. I can think of a bigger blunder, too. How about the Carolina Panthers being undefeated at home for the whole season? And then Jake DeLome goes out and throws four interceptions against the Cardinals at home. That was a huge blunder. Are you trying to make me go home and cry myself to sleep? Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I was at that game, and that I was, was maybe that the, game. yeah, that may have been one of the worst moments of my entire life, dude. I was so high on life walking into that stadium, and I left like a wounded, like baby girl. Like I was, <laughs> like I was like all kinds of messed up, man. Yeah, man, it was really, really rough. It was really rough. 
And then what did he do the very first the the very first game of the next season? He came out at home and threw five picks to the Eagles and fumbled the ball. <laughs> and that was the end of Jake Delone, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the end of Jake Delone. Well, anyways, you know, I had to we had to show Foxy some love just as uh <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Don't worry, Foxy. We got you on this one, yeah, man. No it's not worries. all your fault. <laughs> all right, next topic. Uh after 17 years of poking and prodding each other. Hosting guests from presidents to athletes to comedians. The ESPN duo of Mike and Mike have officially called it quits, gentlemen. These two gentlemen have helped shape me personally, as they have done for such a long time, to what I'm challenging myself to achieve, which is to try and host a sports talk radio show. So it definitely meant something to me. I've spent many, many mornings of my life with Golik and the Green Mamba, and they'll definitely be missed by me personally, at least. With that said... All you fellas consume this kind of sports content, so I want you to rank your top three sports radio shows of all time. Just a real quick ranking. So you want my top three... Sports uh, radio shows that you have enjoyed of all time. Of all time. Well, well, there's. I guess there's a, there's a few, few shows that come to mind. I guess on the bottom, I would have to put like Stu Gotts and Dan Patrick. I like Stu Gotts and Dan Patrick. Stu Gotts, they're they're just ridiculous and funny. And Dan Patrick, he's more serious, but I like I like how I like his interviews. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you, but do you mean Dan Levitard? No, Dan the Dan Patrick show. Yeah, but Stu Gotts isn't on Dan Patrick. I know there's two different shows. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Same show too. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, they're two different shows, but they're both tied for me at number three. Okay. Coming in at number two, I like Callan Callherd on the herd. I like. I just love how Colin can just be on the mic by himself, and it's like he's having a conversation with himself, and we're all like listening to two people talk. Yep. It seems like. And it's just really difficult to do that, to have that much verbal content and be that um, engaging and be that um, smart. So it's just really difficult to pull that kind of stuff off. And then for my number one is probably a show that you guys maybe have never listened to. But, you know, you know that I'm the fantasy football guy of the show. And the guy that inspires me the most is the 0610. 0610 with Matthew Barry and Field Yates. It used to be Nate Rabbits on the show. It's a fantasy football podcast on ESPN. Um, Matthew Barry just got his show this year for the first time um, on ESPN. He's been doing that show for over 10 years now, and I've been listening to him for probably about seven. Okay. And just the way he gives away information and being funny and being not so serious about like some people take fantasy football serious. I like how he isn't as serious as the other guys. So that's my number one, the 0610 shout out. Okay. I like that lineup. I like that lineup for sure. What about you, Johnny? So I got a couple of local New York stations, Um, Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts, which is on the fan. Uh, Then you got Michael K and Don LaGreco. Uh, But my number one, well, my number one's Mike and Mike, but uh, other than them uh, is Boomer and Carton, except that, uh, they're on CBS Radio, uh, Boomer Esiason and Craig Cartman, uh, but Craig Carton just got arrested, uh, so he's no longer on the show. <laughs> what did he get arrested uh, for? He was uh, running a ticket scheme, uh, scamming people out of money uh, for tickets, and uh, apparently nice. he's got a uh, yeah, 
the history of this. He was running underground poker uh, in casinos and out of his house since he was 17, and it finally caught up to him. Damn. So I'm interested to see who his uh, Boomer sidekick's going to be. But uh, Boomer and Carton, they were, uh, you know, again, nationally televised on CBS radio, and uh, they they put up a real good show. Uh, very knowledgeable, especially Boomer Sison, obviously being an elite quarterback for okay. 20 years. That's an interesting lineup you chose. I like that. I like I like how you diversified there. Okay, that's good. So Trevor doesn't do much of sports talk radio, but he does know quite a bit about sports photography and, you know, that being his profession along with his brother, he has a interesting point of view as to, you know, how sports photography goes. So we'll ask Trevor about that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, sports photography is an interesting uh, profession in itself. You know, with the dynamic of every sport. I mean, if you go out and film someone skiing, uh, it's going to be a whole lot different than trying to film someone paragliding. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. And again, it's like, one, you can't just be a photographer to be a sports photographer most of the time unless you're sitting there shooting on the hardwood at an NBA game or on the sideline of an NFL game. You're doing something to access something, you know, especially out in Colorado um, in extreme sports, you know. Say we want to get up to that peak, obviously I'm up there hiking up with my skis too because I may not take the pretty line, but Trey and I are somehow trying to survive with our camera packs to get down. Right. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I can. You guys definitely have an interesting profession because you got to put yourself in uh, in some pretty tough spots to get the shot that you need for sure. Absolutely. All right. So for me personally, you know, obviously this is something that I aim to do in life. So I take a lot of vested interest in sports talk radio for me. My top three is pretty solid. And actually, Mike and Mike are three. They are not one or two. You know, I thoroughly enjoy them. The way that they poke and prod each other throughout, I mean, quite literally half my life, more than half my life. It's almost like having a family in the morning that you wake up to. I'm up early every morning for my job, and I always catch Mike and Mike. I'm going to put them at three. At two, I'm actually going to go to the Charlotte Sports Market, and I'm going to say... The Mac Attack, which is the morning sports show on 610 a.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina with Chris McLean and T-Bone. I literally turn on the TuneIn app to get that here in Charleston because that's another thing that I spent so much time with them throughout the years. And Chris McLean's probably been on that station in Charlotte for about a decade. And then... My number one is I'm going to agree with Dustin here, um, not in the in the order that we're ranking him, but Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd is an exceptional sports talk host for the fact that, like you said, Dustin, he can carry a show without anybody else. He doesn't need anybody else behind that mic. Now, he does have other people, but he doesn't need them. And the way that Colin Cowherd goes about it is he turns sports into real life analogies. Uh, he often, I love the metaphors he uses yeah, his, all the time. His, They're ridiculous. The way but that, I love them. The way that he will take a sports topic and put it and drop it into your everyday scenario uh, is quite amazing. And, you know, Colin Cowherd, without question, is to me the most talented sports talk host radio that we have. So shout out to Colin Cowherd if you want to give me a job someday. Holler at your boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I was considering uh, the Mac attack as well, but I guess I've just been so out of touch being in Florida for the last 
seven, eight years. Yeah, but, you, but like I, I said, remember, you, you can't get I them on the tin. I remember listening to them all the time, and I, I probably should have gave them an honorable mention as well. Yeah, Mac Attack for sure, for sure. But yeah, you know, I mean, we'll definitely miss Mike and Mike for those of us that consume it. You know, they were good guys. I think that the combination of Mike Golick and Trey Wingo and Golick Jr., I think it's going to be good. Uh, I don't think they'll really miss a beat because Trey Wingo has filled in on that show a lot of times. So I think it's going to be an interesting combination, but we'll miss the Green Mamba. Mike Greenberg, you're missed already, man. All right, folks, that was it, our sports topics. Now it's time for you know what it is, everyone's favorite game pick one. We put the fellas in those tough and disturbing situations where I asked them two questions and they must decide which situation they would endure over the other. Trevor has never played this game before, but he's heard it. So I'm interested to put Trevor in these situations. So, Trev, you ready? I'm ready. Trevor is ready. And I know Dustin and Johnny are. I've ruined Johnny's life situations with these questions every once in a while. So I'm actually doing this podcast underneath a bridge because I'm homeless. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. All right. So uh, I've got a couple of things real quick. First question. And I'll, I'll do this with a little background. So Leangelo Ball, Lonzo Ball's brother, who plays for UCLA, got caught with his hand in the cookie jar trying to give himself a little five-finger discount. <laughs> him, him and a couple other UCLA teammates were busted shoplifting in a shop in the Hyatt Hotel that they were staying at in China while traveling for exhibition games. I'm pretty sure it was a Louis Vuitton store. Uh, they've since been released, but this is kind of a big deal in the news for the last two weeks. Now, would you rather spend one month in a Chinese jail? Now, we can only really imagine what that would actually be like. I mean, jail is jail, but jail in China. I don't know. That would certainly be challenging, I As imagine. I understand it, there's a lot of physical labor involved when you're in jail in China. Okay, well, exactly. So, jail in China. One month, Chinese jail. Or... Would you rather be held captive for your crime inside the Hyatt Hotel in which you were caught stealing, but not being allowed to leave whatsoever for one full year? Now, you can get room service, wander the hotel as much as you like, go flirt with the cute bartender girl that works every Tuesday and Thursday night, but you are stuck here in this hotel. The catch being, you would be paying for your room the entire year. Now, you may not be eating jail filth or sleeping on a bed half an inch thick, but fellas, this is going to end up being one hell of a bill after a year. Not to mention, you may go a little crazy in the hotel. It's kind of like Groundhog Day where things are going to get real predictable. But again, very, very expensive. So your options are Chinese jail for one month or you're stuck in the Hyatt Hotel for one year, and you must pay the entire bill. You cannot leave the hotel. So with that said, I'm going to go with Dustin first. I'm not going to Chinese jail. You're not um, going to Chinese jail. <laughs> You're not trying to pick things up and put them down. I, you know, you can put me You can put me at any fucking room in that whole hotel. I don't give a shit. You can put me in the janitor closet. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I am not going to Chinese jail. All right. And you know what? And I, I would make myself famous. I would be starting an Instagram account. It's going to be every day at the hotel. And I'll be doing selfies and I'll be getting pictures of people doing weird shit. Hell, I might talk to the hotel manager and be like, hey, man, you need somebody to fold some towels so I can work off this bill. 
<laughs> just start like, doing dishes and stuff. Dude, I will. I'm like, how about every Friday? I, you know, I do a little trivia night for you guys. Like, <laughs> 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 I was like, you know, I mean, the, I bet the in Oriental countries they love karaoke, so I can set that up for them. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's so yeah, I would be living it up in the hotel for a year, man. And besides, I could I could invite people over. I bet they got free Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. Like, what would I'm your good, What would dude. your Instagram hashtag be like? Captive hot tub, or <laughs> <laughs> or at captive hot tub, or something or, like uh, that. Or uh, Hyatt hot tub, or is it hot tub Hyatt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, Johnny. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not going to Chinese uh, jail. I probably would be one of the biggest people in there. Um, but <laughs> and that's not saying much. <laughs> and that's not saying much. I know. I know. No, but uh, listen, man. All I got to do is just have uh, bankruptcy paperwork waiting for me by month 11 and then submit that shit. And uh, I'm leaving clear and free. Johnny, to go. Johnny's we, working the bankruptcy like angle. What the out of that hotel. <laughs> yeah. He's Files working the bankruptcy angle. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is just a That is 100% a Johnny thing. <laughs> no one else would have came up with that answer, period. <laughs> All right, Trevor, what about you? <laughs> I mean, I wish I could go against... Uh, Maybe going to a Chinese jail, but I, you're not going to see my soft ass in a Chinese jail. Yeah, my soft key ass. Keyword, key women. That's what you said, right? And they're going to be just kind of flowing through there. Yeah. You know, I already do it out in Crescent Butte. It's a tourist town, so yeah, I may be stuck in a place, but the women are always going to be chasing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Trevor's a little. Easy. Trevor's a little too pretty for Chinese jail, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear you, dude. But guys, listen, listen. It's only one month versus an entire year that you have to pay for. Like, you're only in Chinese jail for a month. It's 30 days, y'all. Like, come on. It's almost like... Uh, Going to the desert for like 30 days and like, yeah, I don't know, like something isolated, you know, that you could withstand for a month versus are you really going to like enjoy yourself in that hotel after like the first 30 days? I mean, you're honestly, damn you're damn straight. Uh, Trevor's like, hey, listen, as long as that cute bartender chicks keeps coming, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, the cute bartender's cool, but I'd rather just have the tourists that just come through, you know, because they're ever changing. That's true. That's true. A a rotating stable, if you. I would invite. I would invite friends all year long. I'd be like, "Hey, bro, I'm in Bangkok, baby." (laughs) (laughs) Like, you want to? I got a room for you to stay. Come, come, come to Bangkok, bro. Why not? (laughs) Come to. uh, Let's not talk about the undertones there. (laughs) 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 I keep saying that. All right. Interesting answers, fellas. Interesting answers. I definitely like Trevor's perspective there. All right. So our our second and final pick one question today. All right. Let's say you all were professional athletes, okay, which none of you actually are. <laughs> now, which one of these injuries would you rather lose your entire season to? The broken ankle, just like the brutal injury that we saw Gordon Hayward suffer. Oh, my God. Where his foot decided it wanted to snap like a twig and do a 180-degree turn. Still get the chills from it. Brutal. Absolutely brutal injury. Lost the season to it. Man, I forgot about it, Now, and I hate that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got the mental image, and it hurts a little bit. I know. Or would you rather be held out the entire season 
due to a chronic case of pink eye. <laughs> now, now, no matter what you do, you just can't seem to shake this pink eye problem. You just can't shake it. Now, fellas, everyone knows how you get pink eye, right? <laughs> you get poop in your eye. It generally has to do with some sort of fecal matter making its way to your retina. <laughs> which brings Don't us on your pillow, which would honestly, you know, this would honestly bring a whole nother set of questions about you guys. If you choose this one. So, <laughs> so would you rather lose your season to the Gordon Hayward injury? Just one moment where you just snap your ankle like a twig or would you rather be the guy who loses his entire year? You're the pink eye guy. <laughs> like you are the guy who just can't seem to make it to the starting lineup due to pink eye. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Johnny on this one first. Johnny, what you got? Uh, I mean, I almost made a pro in bowling, but, uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> little PBA, <laughs> little PBA action. Um, I have played uh, college volleyball and rolled my ankles and broke my ankles. I blew out my knee and, uh, Leg injuries, man, they, I can't, like, I lose sleep over them. Uh, I would take being a pussy and getting pink eye and having to answer the questions on why somebody's been farting on my pillow uh, and be out for the season. Uh, over breaking my ankle. Uh, uh, see, this is the thing life. is you're automatically blaming someone else for your pink eye, but, you know, it could be you, man. It could be you. Yeah, well, it. Either way, I'd rather be coming up with excuses than fucking with my legs. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. And and it's funny you say that because three out of the four people on this show right now have all blown out their knee. <laughs> yeah. Tre Trevor just recently. Are you still in rehab for that right now, Trev? Yeah, I am. I yeah, Trevor just ACL, recently blew out his knee. ACL surgery seven weeks ago. So uh, I've, uh, uh, I'm not an injury-prone guy. I feel like I'm a, a strong skier. I don't like fall. Like Trent gives me those scary moments. My brother, he's a big dude coming down that hill, man. I've seen him do some incredible stuff on a bike and skis where I think he's dead and he just gets up somehow. Just, <laughs> just yeah, tr Trent's, always Trent's not the most graceful person, you know no, what I mean? No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I, had a good, I had a little good run with it. I broke like an albatross. X Games snowmobiling. Uh, I would hit like a wind whip with some buddies that were way above my skill level and uh, I hit full throttle and basically the sled started coming back towards me. So I tried to bail and my right knee hyperextended forced my uh, femur into my pelvis, cracking it in two places. Oh my God. And, and I snowmobiled out uh, 19 miles and walked around on a ski pole for two days because I thought I pulled my hamstring really bad. And I finally went to the doctor. He goes, that sounds like a broken pelvis. Oh my God. And Who breaks their pelvis, Trev? I'm telling you, man. They were like you pretty much the force that you did it was like jumping out of a three story building to flat. And I was like, Aww. so anyways, they um, that happened. I, I surgery somehow. Like, I went in for like an hour assessment under general anesthesia, and they said we're gonna move your uh, leg in every possible direction, and if it pops out of the crown one time, we're going in with three plates and twelve screws, oh Epid epidural, three dates, three nights in the hospital, and I woke up an hour later. And uh, my mom was there because my brother had just broke his ankle and got surgery. So she came out and took care of the boys. And she goes, perfect. <laughs> Let's go get Chick-fil-A. I was like, you told me I wasn't going to get surgery. And then I didn't get surgery. But then uh, a year later, I decided uh, that I should probably just tear my ACL. So I did that. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, and again, I, I tore it. I partially tore it during the uh, snowmobile accident. And long story short, uh, I was in steamboat in April and just heavy spring conditions and my ski went sideways and it did uh, pop out and Ugh. 
again, I waited five months and I uh, hiked, you know, 15 miles and thousands of feet up mountains and biked and did life and went yeah. in to say, hey, can I get some uh, PT prior to ski season? He did his ACL check. He goes, dude, you don't have an ACL. I'd go get an MRI. Yeah. They said the root of my ACL was left. So full reconstructive surgery and I had a partially torn meniscus too. So, oh, dude, it's so brutal, man. Knee injuries. We'll just go back into it real quick. I would absolutely take... Um, I'll take the ankle injury, man. I, I looked at this opportunity at 29 years old. Is a time to really just turn that corner and said, man, well, we got to take care of this body. And uh, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people. I, you know, in Gordon's situation, a dislocated ankle, I believe, and a fractured, what was it, dislocated ankle and something. And a fracture. They popped it back into place, which was pretty incredible. But oh. the point being, I mean, it's a tough injury. Bones are great, but you just got to, you know, kind of sit there. And then with an ACL, I immediately you know, was in physical therapy, and since they didn't have to fully fix my, uh, the other part of the MCL replacement, and then, yeah, the MCL, they were like, oh, you're good there, and then, yeah, meniscus was partially torn, but if they would have stitched it, that would have been six weeks non-weight-bearing, and so point being, the day after surgery, I was on my knee, and I've never worked so hard at something, I could say seven weeks later, I mean, I still got a long ways to go, my ski season's over, so I can compare it to a basketball season. Right, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm okay though. I'm okay with it. People are like, "How are they? like?" He was like, "You are past the hardest part, man." He's like, "Your attitude's been incredible." But again, I didn't tear it and then go right into surgery. I was mentally prepared for it. And again, and the injury sucks. And yeah, you may never never be the same. But again, I think it's all about attitude. How you go into it. So yeah, Gordon Hayward's going to come back better than ever, and that Celtics team's looking strong, man. He'll probably be sitting there winning it, holding you know, holding a ring here next year. You never know. So. Trevor, just admit it, dude. You just don't want to be the guy with pink eye. <laughs> I've had it before, bro. Right. I, just, I don't think you want to be the guy. So I didn't hear it. So what did he choose? No, so so what he chose was the broken ankle. But the thing is, is that actually surprises me, Trevor, being that you've just cracked a pelvis, you've yeah. torn an ACL. Like, I think you would, you know, I kind of figured you'd go with the with the pink guy. Just, you know, a little, you know, rub your eyes. That you look he like must you're love all, that pretty face of his. He man. does. He must, that hey, mirror probably loves listen, it, too. He's listen. like, that mirror is going to thank you, man. He's going to be right like, now, man. I'm thank just, you, bro. I'm just going with it. <laughs> keep the pink out my eye, man. I got ladies. Yeah, no, I got you, man. I know. You got to keep it fresh, bro. I got you. I got you. All right, Dustin. Does ruin your game. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin, what do you got? Well, you know, since uh, Johnny drops himself going pro in bowling, I just want everyone to know that I almost went pro in playing Halo 2. <laughs> I, played, I, played, I, played in, I played in the MLG against Over 1 and Over 2, and I got my ass kicked. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot you know, of athletic it's ability there. Because I could play video games, since now I am going pro and playing video games with a broken ankle, but it would be kind of difficult to see uh, with my pink eye getting those headshots on the reg. Um, <laughs> so with, with that being said, you guys know hot tub does not do broken bones or does <laughs> surgery. So give me poop eye and leave me alone. Give me the poop eye. <laughs> All right. He's taking the poop eye. <laughs> I love it guys. I love it. <laughs> That's it. Gentlemen. No, you, you did say, you did say I was on the IR. So I'm getting paid by my team while I'm poop eye. All right. So. Hey, poop eye all day, baby. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, those are interesting answers for sure. Um, you know, that's it, guys. No mas, no mas. Episode 20, put it in the books. You know, we've gone from extreme sports to being extremely incarcerated. <laughs> you, If you loved what you heard, 
Tell all your sports friends and family to follow, like, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can catch all 20 episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check it out for sure, y'all. And don't forget, party people, show us your best hashtag, do the Julio, on our Facebook page, at T-Bosh and the fellas, so we can laugh along with you. Trevor, I know you're getting that up there soon. I really hope you get that picture taken today. My ginger brother from another mother. See ya. Hey, it's a pleasure. Anybody buying or selling houses in New York, give me a call. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give Johnny a call. He's trying to sell some sell some houses, man. Dustin, the tub. I appreciate you as always, sir. Nah, I appreciate you having me. As always, Tombo, I'm about to go live on Facebook on T-Bosh and the Fellas, and I'm about to drop you your, my, your uh, hot tub pick three fantasy sleepers this week. So check me out, 1215, Facebook Live, T-Bosh and the Fellas every week. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Definitely check it I've out. I've been if killing you're like, it, guys. If yeah. you're not listening to me, at least give me shit about how I, I screwed you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Definitely tune in. There's some, and Even if you're not even interested in the fantasy football, the comments on the Facebook live posts are just absolutely hilarious. So check out Dustin every Sunday morning at 1215 at T-Bosh and the fellas Facebook live and Trevor Bona, man. It's a real pleasure to have you on, sir. I know uh, I've been asking you to do this for a while. Just know that we're all jealous of the paradise that you live in. And uh, we hope you come back and do it again real soon, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. All the way from Colorado, I'm honored to be on the show. And uh, yeah, I was stoked to be able to uh, witness that romping on uh, Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Panthers game in two years and to be home in my, in my stadium on a Monday night, put up 45 points, the franchise record in yards. I'm looking at it right now. And point being, it's good to be home. Keep pounding. Thanks a lot, boys. Looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Keep pounding, Panther Nation. We appreciate that's right. We appreciate everyone tuning in as always. I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator, telling you as I always do. Open up your arms, people. Give each other a big old hug. And damn it, damn it, damn it. Be nice to each other. Catch us on episode 21, y'all. We appreciate you tuning in.